The street is where we create. We call it suburbanpreneurship. Mixing big company resources with an entrepreneurial spirit. This is Electric People. What's up, everybody? This is Adam and Ty back doing Electric People again. Ty, it's been like, what, a year? It's probably been a year. Since we've done this thing. We'll have to ask if our vibe is off. I assumed that it would be. You were ultimately confident that would not be. Yeah, so. No, we're good, man. It's like a random bike. We'll be good. Um, but yeah, we're back, ready to interview Greg Penn out in Boston West. And uh, Greg is one of our top managers on the East Coast. He is a regional district manager, that was called RDM. And uh, he is our uh, DM of the Boston West office, along with a handful of other guys out there. And he's been with us since, what, 2014? 2014. So I started, I think, November 5th. Yeah, 2014. It's been a while. I November 5th. That's my dad's birthday. Yeah. Voting day. Voting yeah, the vote day. Voting day, yep. Yeah. Uh, November 5th, 2014. And he has uh, just over 720 install. I think you're at 724 ish, yes. 725. Yeah, 724, yeah. That's sick. Um, Greg, the fun fact is uh, Richard Howell, who is. Uh, since moved on to a new career, uh, we love Richard. I'm sure we'll get into you know uh, talking about Richard's influence a little bit with you, Greg. But um, Greg was Richard's kind of right hand man for a long time, and has passed the torch now to Greg. Richard's the all time install leader on the East Coast, but he started on the West Coast and probably has 200 installs or so on the West Coast. So the fun fact is Richard has the most installs we think ever on the East Coast exclusively. Because Cam Catmull... I mean, Greg. Greg, sorry. I said Richard. I mean, sorry, Greg. Richard has an asterisk. I mean, Greg. <laughs> Richard is a record. Richard has an asterisk. Uh, Cam Catmull, I think, is the current... Did you pass Cam? In career. You already passed Cam all careers. And then Greg's are exclusively all in Massachusetts. So he's for sure the most installs of all time in Massachusetts. Uh, we think... And then now on the East Coast as well. So. Dude, I'll have to tell my son when we were in Tahiti, Rocco came with me, and he saw the slide that said Cam Catmull, and then Adam made the comment where he's the king of the East. And the other day, Rocco said, how's Cam Catmull doing? And I was like, he's good. He goes, the king of the East? So I'll have to tell him that there's a new, new total and a new king, dude. Yeah. And, uh, and I apologize for my voice. I got allergy. It's allergy season. Paul. It's a little rum crazy. Yeah, it's a little rumble. Low rumble today. So anyway, Greg, excited to have you on, man. I'm excited too. Yeah, Cam is out. I got my 30th going in. What? <laughs> 30th, 30th on, on the quarter. quarter. On the quarter. Got a couple more this week. A couple weeks to spare. What will we end with on this quarter? Uh, probably like a cool 40. 40 and that's plus. coming off your record-breaking quarter. Yeah. What was your total on the previous quarter? Uh, 60. Well, you won. You won. You did what? Just this past quarter? Um, 20-something. 20 20-something. 20 yeah. How many? Well, 20 what? That matters. 21 or 27? I think it was like... Well, you have franchise. Yeah, okay, so you have franchise. Yeah. So at least 20. How many quarters in a row have you had franchise now? Oh, two and a half, maybe three years. Three years. Yeah, three years right. franchise. Mm-hmm. And then Greg, his most notable achievement of late is that he broke and set the all-time record at Sunrun. Uh, for most installs of all time in a single quarter with 74 installs. And in year two. That was Q4 and on the year. And the so year. Mm-hmm. 74 installs in Q4 alone of 2022. Mm-hmm. 
And then that same year set the record for most installs in a year at Sunrun with 146. 146. What's your method? Like, what is your mirror in the bathroom? Are you like a right on the mirror guy? Are you like a, or where's the, where's the checklist, mm -hmm. the gold checklist? And what does it say? Um, the checklist is, I set it on like the Dallas conference. Okay. You know, as the goat of all time. I feel like I have more records uh, to beat and I want it all, you know, on top of being the top installer. I also hit six star every single quarter for about, I think two years as well. So I just want it all. Every every metric you guys have, bring it on. That's awesome. Smash every record. But do you are you the type that sits and like like before a quarter sets a like a tangible goal, or are you just more of like a follow a certain schedule and process and know that that's going to equal more volume than anyone else is willing to do? I just I believe in my process and my schedule. I already know that I'm working harder than everyone else. Uh -huh. um, seven days a week for me, no days off. And every quarter, I feel like my confidence is growing and I feel like there's going to be more records that are going to be broken this year. But you don't, set, like, you don't say like this year, I'm trying to do 250 installs. You more say, okay, I'm going to stick to this schedule and see what that yields. Is that right? Yes. That yeah. Do you have like a specific number you're going for every quarter or is it like, here's my schedule, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I, I really want to hit 200 installs. So this in a year, Jason, yeah, 200 plus. One of the, here's a teaser. Why did you all tell him vivid solar record in a year? I don't know. Um, I remember I did 217 my first year and then it, my job changed like a month or two before the end of the year, but I wasn't, I mean, I think, I can't remember if I beat Sanders that year or not, um, but this is what I was going to, here's the teaser. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a distinction because um, what we've been talking about is roots, yep. like roots records. So like we were at the Basketball Hall of Fame today, right, for your guys' conference. Mm -hmm. And Adam mentioned that Wilt Chamberlain is not in his top 10. Well, Wilt has a record that is probably like worth noting, but it's not it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like a roots record. Like, hey, at our roots, there was a guy that did this yeah. all the time. And then there needs to be like a run record mm -hmm. where it's like this is what the current run record is. Yeah. And then there needs to be a celebration if like a run like current beats a roots record. Like if somebody beat Wilt's record, wouldn't that just be insane? Well, it's, it's, happen, right? it's like, yeah, it's, if you've been in the industry for over, you know, seven, eight years, you know, so it's been there for 10, 12 years, whatever. Selling today is different than it was back then. I think mm -hmm. it was, it was hard back then, um, in different ways than it's hard today. Yeah. Right? Just different, different hearts, different challenges. Yep. Um, however, I do think it is like, you know, all the guys today, like they don't want to hear about the, they don't want to hear about the Vivian solar days, right? Yeah. Like all the new guys don't want to hear about it, but, um, that isn't, it shouldn't like take away from like what Dave Matson accomplished in his quarter and Jordan Williams hired in his first hundred days. Like there's some really but also like when you look at like team records, mm -hmm. a lot of those teams are regions now. So it's not right. the same, right? right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you look at like, oh, whatever you look at like, uh, New York back in the day, you look at Mass back in the day, you look at San Diego's back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, well, now a lot of those have spun three or four offices out of them. Mm -hmm. So territory-wise, they're actually not the same. Mm -hmm. So anyway, teaser, we're going to do a fun thing with like... Records, because, like that. Yeah, because it's like, it really should be celebrated. I know it drove you like absolute yes. crazy. Nuts, yeah. So talk about the mentality, because even saying like, I want it all, I want to be the GOAT, like I want to have all of the records. Yeah. 
Talk to me about like your mentality and, and what you're trying to accomplish and maybe why. Um, so I've always, I've always, you know, I'm the guy that looks in the mirror like, Hey, I know there's a better version of myself that I haven't met yet. And every, I'm working towards meeting that better self. So it's like self-actualization. I think Jordan Williams actually trained on it in one of the calls. Yeah. On Maslow's needs there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that, that really, really drives me. I feel mm. like. Yeah. I understand that. I feel like that is, I feel like ultimately people that end up head and shoulders above everybody else, mm-hmm. beating somebody else only gets you so far. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way you feel when you know you've given everything. Yes. Is kind of the pursuit amongst like the dominant one or two. You know what I mean? Well, like there's, there's a group chat that I'm on that, um, there's two DMS and the one they, they have this like sort of ongoing bet, but it's not really like a, it's like in sports when they're, they're like, Oh, it's a rivalry. You're like, well, the other team hasn't won in 10 years. So is it really a rivalry? Mm-hmm. It's not really a rivalry anymore. Yeah. So we have a, there's a group chat with these. You're talking like Utah BYU. Is that the thing? Is that like, uh, doesn't BYU never win that game? I think just one recently. Really? Well, yeah, I went to that. that school and I I did not. Um, <laughs> I think they did just win. I don't know. I might be wrong. Hey, if so, good work, guys. <laughs> um, but there's a there's two DMs on a group chat we have. Greg's on the group chat as well, and they have this ongoing thing. And the one DM is one. I don't want to name names, but the one DM is one like several consecutive quarters in a row. It's like this ongoing bet they have for like a small amount of cash for most installs for most personal installs, like a quarter, but like. At some point, that like stops motivating right. both of them, really, right? Like it's not like a thing. So it's right, like right, right. you have to figure out like what truly motivates you, mm-hmm. and and so like that same DM, I said, hey, well, why don't you call out? You know, if you're trying to call out DMs, I'm like, why don't you call out Breno? Like Breno, Breno's the top DM over in Victory. Like you know that way, and he's like, oh, Breno and I have too much respect for each other. Is that whatever? And I'm like, so it doesn't actually, yeah. <laughs> like what actually is motivating? Yeah, you is know? it beating him or is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's this weird thing. So like, I think you have to figure out like the root cause of what truly motivates you. Right. And so that's like, Greg does this thing where he started probably a year and a half ago, where he just started working seven days a week. And, uh, like for me, I never felt like that was a sustainable lifestyle for me with kids and family and mm-hmm. just every other thing. So Greg has kids and a family and Greg has kids and a family. So like, how are you, how are you balancing that? Are you putting in the same hours on a Sunday or putting it on normal days? Like, how are you balancing it all? How are you getting your wife on board with this? Like, mm-hmm. Like, how are you, how are you fighting? Like, uh, how are you avoiding burnout? Like how, like talk to us about this seven days a week thing. That That's a good. great question. I've thought a lot about that question and, um, it actually comes from, uh, Tim Grower's book winning and he says balance is created. So it's up to you to create your own balance. Everyone's balance is different. So I found balance in my life that works for me. That's sustainable. So I have my family on the same page. Um, I set up systems in my life to keep everything working. So I have systems to spend time with my daughter, my wife, work, time for my team. Um, everything that's important to me is all in balance. So how do you do it? What does that, what does that look like? Yeah. What's the schedule look like for you? Um, every day, um, my priority, how, how, hold on. How big is your team in Boston West right now? We got like 140 reps, 140 reps. I mean, active reps or like, or just like that's your total head count. But how many are like, I feel like that's productive reps, like active. 
Yes. Like people that are actually coming to meetings, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Got it. All right. So you have 140 reps. There's seven DMs on that team. It's a big DM office. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're dividing and conquering. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you're working seven days a week. Yep. On top of that, you're hitting franchise every quarter. Yep. On top of that, Bossa West is doing 500 installs a quarter. Mm-hmm. And you also have a family and kids, all that kind of stuff. Like, right. And you got other teams. You some has got to give, correct? Right. Right. Um, like I said, balance is created. I work on balance every day, and it's working for me. So what's your schedule look like? Um, I'm I'm usually up at like 5 a.m. every day and get my bucket work done. First thing? First thing. Roll out of bed straight to the iPad. Straight to the iPad. Just <laughs> in bed still, or do you get out of bed? I'm in bed still. In bed, iPad, just iPads next to You know what? There's a there's a movement. I can't remember who the guy is, but it's been interesting to me because a lot of people say, you know, don't have your phone or a screen in your room right. and delay looking at one. Yep. But there's a there's a movement right now. Again, I can't remember his name, but he says you're most productive. A lot of people are most yep. productive first thing in the morning. Yes. So get to it. Use yep. like your productive stuff and then do your workout and stuff after. I don't I don't know where I could see both sides on this. It works for me. So the person that takes an hour to meditate, I have an advantage over that person because I have an extra hour that I'm... You're like, I still meditate. I just do it in 30 seconds. He's like, hey, <laughs> well, you're sitting there with your eyes closed. I move seven accounts. <laughs> so... All right, so talk so about that. 5 a.m., you're on your iPad. Your, your blue light is waking up your wife who is just super pissed at you at this point. Yep, yep. Okay. Then what? Um, with my accounts, I get to my Gchat, message everything. Um, after that's done... But you're not communicating with customers. You're just... Talking to your concierge agents or your CX pros. Chat is mainly Gchat, yeah. Okay. So, like, right. so you check all your You know they're not going to check it for exactly. a couple hours or whatever. You just want, right when they check their Gchat, you're at the top of the list. Yep. First one that they're actually responding to. That's actually kind of helpful, though, because whoever your CX pro is sits down and like, okay, everything is here at once. Yeah. Rather than like mm-hmm. trickling info in throughout the day. Right, right. All right, smart. So, so I like get that. that done. And then after that's done, that's usually about an hour. Um, then I'm doing stuff for me. I'm just reading, relaxing, you know, uh, get a light workout in, take a shower, brush my teeth. Then I'm like out the door. What I win? Um, I'm usually out the door. It depends on what day. Meeting days. I'm like in the office at like 7.30, 8 a.m. Okay. It's like over an hour drive. So you just like to get going early. I love to get going early. I'm the first one in the office. Um, and I feel like I'm the last person to leap to. So do you feel like that, like, whatever, like, I always say that nothing calms me down more than time, mm-hmm. like, knowing that I have time, which is weird because I'm, like, habitually late for stuff. But mm-hmm. when I'm not, it feels great. Yes. Um, but it's one of those things where it's, like, if I get to, like, hood early, yes. I'm like, wow, there's nothing yeah. more relaxing yeah. than having enough time. And then, like, if you get to the meeting early, but you find that same thing. So you yeah. get to the office early because you're prepping for the meeting. Prepping for the meeting. I take the meetings so serious. Um, I want to make sure I'm like OCD about running a perfect meeting. And I take pride in that. Like all the slides are on point. Everyone knows what they're doing. You so you plan reps. that when you get to the officer. Yeah. Just the flow of the meeting. Um, because we have reps that are just driving everywhere. It's like an hour drive for some reps. It's got to be worth it. To it has to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And I would say that's, you know, for all the managers that are listening to this, like your meetings have to be worth it coming to yeah you know like if you have reps that are habitually late meetings or missing meetings i would say the first thing is like make your meetings just 
incredible. Yeah. You know, they got to be like must watch TV yes. to come to these meetings. You know, I totally agree. Like we have a lot of people that are like, what's your attendance policy and how do you make people come to meetings? And my first question is, why don't, why, why don't they want to come to your meeting? Right. Like, let's look at the root, right? There's a reason they're not coming. Is it distance? Is it schedule? Is it content? It's content. Mm-hmm. So what are your, like, what's your goal of one of your meetings? What are you trying to accomplish at a meeting? I want, I want the reps to get attainable value that they can use that same day. So a nugget that they can use that day, something that they can apply that's relevant and they're getting knowledge from people who are relevant. So all the speakers in front of the room, um, we have to make sure that they're top installers um, and they're relevant in terms of like a lot of VCs, a lot of caps the previous and current week. So we look at all of that and we make sure that the content that they're getting is like from the best of the best. There's energy in that. Like, you know, you've been to meetings before where you're hearing someone talk about selling, you know, they haven't sold that much. Yes. Yeah. I know one wants to hear from people that don't go to work very often. Exactly. Right. So it's like, but if somebody has a breakthrough yep. and I just sold six last week, it's like, that's the one there's energy attached exactly. to that. And it could be even like a combine rep. Like if you have yeah. a combine rep that did eight VCs, we're like, Hey, what's working? Yeah. You know, so um, we love to hear relevant, applicable content. We're not too big on the motivational stuff because my philosophy on motivation is that it's cheap. You can get it on YouTube. Um, the real skills, the real magic is learning how to sell solar. I feel like at a high level. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can manufacture emotion. Yeah. Emotion's pretty easy to like get online, watch a video on Instagram, whatever. It's like yep. you can get pumped up pretty quick. Great. Yes. I believe that way. I do a training. Um, I should show it to you because it sounds like you think the same way, but it, uh, the order goes skill, belief, behavior. Yeah. So it's like first, like a lot of people are like, you got to believe and then you got to go do the work. Mm-hmm. But if what starts the fire, right? Like generally it's like you learn something new. Mm-hmm. You learn a song on the guitar. You're like, Hey, there's a good, let me show you what I learned. Right. Like it gives you the learning. Something gives you confidence. It, it creates the spark. Yes. So if a rep is like brand new, doesn't know what they're doing, like the rep combat rep, you said, mm-hmm. and then they go out and they sell a bunch in their first week, mm-hmm. they've slightly increase their skill so now their belief in what's possible is higher but it's hard to have belief belief is just it's false if you if you haven't developed any kind of skill behind right 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 but then if your skill's high your belief is high well the behavior just follows like if you believe that you can be the highest installer of all time Mm -hmm. if you actually believe that Mm -hmm. well that probably comes from you go back into your skills and you're like oh i've practiced i've rehearsed Mm -hmm. i've developed i haven't proven methods that work Right. So then the belief goes up and then behavior is like, well, it's not that hard for you to go to work every day. Right. Skills are high, beliefs high. So the behavior just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like really fit people. It's not hard for them to go to the gym. Right, right. It's hard for me to go to the gym. Yeah. You know? And I feel like you can't fake competence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like either you're an expert at solar or you're not. Yeah. So. Well, that's one thing I would say that Greg is, I think one of his unique skills or talents is that he's he's like really taking it upon himself to be an expert, not just with like our products, the PPA or the lead or the lease loan or whatever, but like he is a solar industry expert. And one of the things that he personally does every single meeting is what uh, he just calls it what the industry after you. And he does like a little five minute overview on just what's going on with the solar industry. And it could be regarding Sunrun, it could be regarding another company a pan sorry a panel manufacturer just like anything like yeah. what like tell us the 
tell us the things that like and mm-hmm. what's the value that you feel like that does for your team mm-hmm. when you do the industry update and like give us the the concept so any of the other dms that are listening that yeah they might want to like implement this well team. and before you do yeah. without him here that's the method, like it's in our training, that's the McClellan method, as it's dubbed. Um, when I was a new DM, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, so your meetings, I was used to meetings every day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, your meetings are two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? He's like, well, it's like I rotate, but every meeting, or you know, there, it should be split into thirds. So you should have to sk- uh, skills training, yeah. right? You should have life and mentality like training and, yeah. and development. And then you need to have industry and company development. Yes. Which is crazy how many people don't do the third part. So again, like I, I find the best teams that are consistently good, they McClellan method, man, those three things. So it's right. sales skills, life skills, industry, right. knowledge. So on that note, sorry to cut you off, but what's what's the industry update? Every every sale that you're doing, you're selling the company and the vision. So if you're an expert at that, that's already 50% of the sale because that directly correlates to your conviction in your product. And it's the conviction that gets you on the door selling at a high level. Um, conviction is the spark. It's the fire that like customers can see. Mm-hmm. Like customers know if they're dealing with a BSer and someone who's super competent. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that makes a big difference if a customer is deciding between you and a competitor. It's like, hey, here's a reason why you should have a battery. Here's a reason why you should go with Sunrun versus someone who doesn't know anything about the products. Yeah. So, well, I find, you know, Greg and I have worked together for a long time now. And Greg, I would say more so than a lot of the managers that I've worked with over the years, is really good at adapting to change. And I think a lot of it has to do with just his knowledge of the industry and, and that's not just like the solar industry it's the finance industry and like mm-hmm. the the federal interest rates like he just it all clicks for him so that when he sees the fed interest rates going up he will be the first one to like text me a guy he'll be like hey so assuming something's gonna be changed the fed raised the rate yeah like pretty soon like this that whatever and i'm like yeah thanks for understanding and like i never have to worry about his yeah. team getting like the message because I know he's already ahead of it, you know, because he just understands us so well. Mm -hmm. But, um, do you read, do you like follow and is it in your tickers and your updates or do you, I I read probably eight hours a day. Okay. That's about financial stuff. That's my passion Uh about what's going on in the industry, anything finance related. Um, I just love solar. I'm all in. That's cool. So you answer how you do the industry update in the meeting. What is that? So I'll give you an example. So for day we went over like the new inverters, Okay. that were released in our market in Maryland. It's the Grow Watt Inverter. They have- In like, Mass or Maryland? Mass and- And I think we got the email update on that, what, like yesterday? Yeah. yeah. And already it's in front of like all people. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we trained on that and we said, hey, they're a great company. Um, they have 16.6% of the market share and you know it's a great product. And there's also no adder in terms of like the commission. So what that means is you're actually gonna make more money on that if you sell that compared to a solar edge inverter with the same sun hours. Mm. So it's important information because when like reps are in the house or making a design, yep. um, they know which product to you know select. Um, so I feel like training on those things, just let them know like, hey, here's what you should do in the house. Um, here's the equipment that we're using is super, super important because it like, it helps the, the reps build their confidence and their confidence in what they're doing. So we're only two about like noon. But already there's one theme that I see with you is um, so many people that are trying to be successful, Mm -hmm. 
wing it. And they don't like when you say that, but th- like your theme is preparation, right? Yeah. So like you're up at, before anybody else is stirring your daughter, right? Right. You pour your daughter's climbing on you. You get up and you prepare your accounts for the day. It's the first thing you do so that whatever comes up after that, that was done. Yep. A lot of people say, okay, at 10, I'm going to prepare my accounts and then 10 gets 11 and then it, then it just maybe doesn't happen. Um, but then you get to the office early mm-hmm. that have time to prepare yep. so that all of the team has all of the information. I'll, I'll, I can't tell you how many people show up and they're like, okay, you got training today, right? <coughs> right, right. I timed that first. And they're like, oh, I spaced it. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, mm-hmm. right. It's all of the, it's just going to be less good. Right. So. I, again, a lot of confidence and competence just comes from the preparation. Right. But then you feel like you deserve it. That's really different. That's right. Like yeah. if you're going out there and trying to sell versus feeling like, no, mm-hmm. I'm eight hours into my day already. I've prepared. I'm, I've prepared. I'm, I deserve it. I'm ready. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Greg, what was the turning point for you? Because when you started, you were you were averaging like, I feel like 10 to 15 installs a quarter, like pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was kind of like, you know, at the conference, we met, we met with the um, the Dark Horse region today. And I talked about the NBA files was last night. So when, by the time I air this, I don't know what date it'll be. But anyway, it's today is June 13th. Uh, and the NBA files end last night. Denver Nuggets won it for the first time. Yep. They have this guy, Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. He is just the most unconventional guy that is now the best player in the world and he just doesn't look feel act like the best he was at vp right he was mvp of the finals he's two-time league mvp okay so there's some weight behind best player in the world he's yes he's he's i would say very strongly arguably the best player in the world currently right now and um he's a 611 dude from serbia that you know just you know, you got to get some text messages on that statement when people That's listen fine. to it. Fine. Let's prove it. It's like, I'm come at me. he's really good. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, his career was like a slow, just like ascension where he just got better and better and better and better every year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what your career has been like. Mm-hmm. It's this thing that like started slow and then you, you know, we finally promoted you to become a DM. And then you kept building momentum. And then all of a sudden, though, there was like this click with your personal sales. Mm-hmm. What, when did that happen and how did that happen? That's a great question. And the answer is um, it's because I stopped doing it for myself. Mm. So when, um, when my best friend came back to the company, Serge Adenko, I feel like my family was completed. Um, my two best friends in the world are Serge and Danny. And I feel like when we got together, we made the dream team. And like, that's when I was like, hey, we got- And those are both your partners, right? Those people that don't work. Yeah. And- That's cool. Just being in the same environment, you just want to elevate. You want to, success is boring when it's just by yourself. But when you can like make millions and just change the industry with your best friends, there's nothing in the world that's better than that. Well, those three have franchises every quarter. You guys, so you guys push each other. It's like having the best gym buddy ever, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Um, but what, but what? So, so you're you're you work with your friends that elevated the intensity of the of the group and your approach to the job. Yes. Was there anything that you changed with like your 
day to day? Like, did your schedule? Yes, it did change. Change? Did your uh, did your cancellation rates improve? Like, mm-hmm. what else changed that helped you get to that one flow? change that I attribute um, a lot of my success to that I made right around the same time that search came. It was probably about four months after it came, and it was incorporating Sunday in my schedule. Mm. Um, I've never worked Sunday like 14 years prior to that, and I just decided just like, hey, let's just try Sunday out. I tried it one day, got a combo. I was like, hey, I just worked one hour. I got one deal, and it was the easiest deal ever, and they were super nice. Let me try it again. Oh, it happened again. And then here I am almost two years later, never missed a Sunday. You'd rather take like a Monday off than Sunday at this point. Absolutely. Hmm. What's the response like on a Sunday? I mean, do you get people that are like, hey, dude, it's Sunday. Like, You know what? That's so funny you asked because that was my first thought. I would think people would just be total jerks and be like, hey, what are you doing? It's Sunday. And I have yet to get that response. Really? Two years. Wow, crazy. Yeah, that's great. That would be my thought that it was the number one thing. Sometimes you think what you think like could happen, like that's a fear is like, it's not the case of reality, you know? So for someone who has that mindset, um, I would just, hey, try it. And it changed my life. So I I highly recommend it. And I looked at the numbers um, when I did that 74 install quarter, about 25 of those were sold on Sunday. Wow. Yeah. You can, you can. So a third? Yeah. You can hit franchise just working on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. How many of your reps on your team are working Sundays though? So it's funny because when when I started working Sundays, I was literally the only one um, for probably about six months. Mm. Um, on the Telegram, it was just me posting in the morning and at night, just me, literally just me. People thought I was crazy. I love that you still posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lonely place yeah. on that Telegram on <laughs> But you're like, what else do I do with the sale? Like, I gotta post it somewhere. You know what? That actually kind of fueled me because it was like, I'm out here and you're not. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how I. I mean, with the first like winter when we were out here, I like was like, we say I'm knowing, and I'm like, I guess I gotta get out and work because I yeah. gotta tell everyone we gotta show everyone yeah. and do it. But that's that thing, right? That's a that's like the pursuit to like impress yourself. It never gets old. It, 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 the bar's always moving. It's like a very, it's a good life to like pursue. Like there's, there's something about doing something well that no one else is doing. Yeah. So it's like, I think that was like part of it for you. You're like, mm-hmm. no one else is working on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Not only am I going to do it, but you also feel a huge pressure. Like you drive out on a day that you're not supposed to be working or you're not normally working. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I got to make this worth it. Right. Otherwise, I sh- I'm just wasting time. I can meet with my family, like whatever. It's supposed to be a day off. Yeah, the stakes are the stakes are real, the right? Are yeah, they're real. That's one of those things that I think we've talked about on this show a bunch of times. Is my theory is as long as a DM is all in, they can't lose. They literally can't lose because, say for example, you do go out and you're gonna like you get this idea to work a Sunday, and you're like telling people about it. And you're going to go out and do it. Well, in your head, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're like, oh, what if I zero? Then everyone's going to be like, see, that was a bad idea. But that's not what happens. Right. Like if you went out and did got zero, you would stand in front of the meeting and be like, hey, I tried something new. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't work yesterday. But And everyone would be like, well, dude, that's what's up. Good job. Like I respect you for trying something new. Or you go out and you sell three and everyone's like, well, dang, you, you can't lose. Like as a leader, hey, I'm going to try to hit franchise. 
and you hit 22. No one's laughing at you. They're all like, hey, dude, like it's it's really like, again, it's it's universally respectable to go all in on something. And a lot of times people fear going all in because they're like, well, if I don't have the result. But again, like if somebody plays with heart or like a UFC fighter fights as hard as he can and loses, everyone's like, dude, you're a warrior, man. Right. Like you cannot lose if you give honest all in an effort. It's when you, it's when you, it's when you're like, say I'm going to hit franchise and then you don't. And then you're like, yeah, well, I didn't really try because it was, yeah, we moved, well, we had a baby. And like, you know, know, Michael Jordan, like quote, and to paraphrase, he says, what most people do is they make, they, they, they have a built-in excuse. That's right. And so if, when they don't achieve the goal, they can subconsciously say, well, I would have hit it if I would have tried my hardest, or I would have like, they purposely don't right. try, or they subconsciously don't try their hardest. So that when they don't get the goal, they have the excuse built in. And they're still able to get, get it yeah. and they're able to like live with themselves still. Right. It's way harder to just go all in and then come up short. Right. That's a super hard thing. I do. think it's mentally harder. But yeah. again, in reality, it's like, even if you were to say, okay, I'm going all in on Sundays and you didn't get 25 more accounts, you got four. A still significant if done over a year. I mean, four accounts. Four, yeah, 16 a year. a year is significant, That's right? That's getting you on the league trip or not. That's getting you on the league trip. And so it's like, again, we have this thing in our head where it's like, oh, I don't want people to laugh at me. It's like, well, back to the Michael Jordan thing. That's because they've never won anything before. Again, like, like the streets kind of know and like the real leaders know. So if it's like, if I see somebody struggling in the gym, but doesn't get it all the way off the, it's not like I'm like, ha ha. It's like, dude, that guy's going harder than I am. Respect. Like that's, it's a cool thing, you know? I, I hope people hear that and leaders understand that as long as you're trying with no holdback, you can't lose. Right. Even if you zero, like come knock with me, I'll show you how it's done. And you zero for six days in a row. Mm -hmm. It's still like, hey, I'm just like you. Some days are hard. Now, what are we going to do about it? And then you get five the next week. Now you have a story, right. you know, or hey, I was a DM and I didn't get the number and I got demoted. Mm -hmm. But then you come back and you make it again and then someday you can say to somebody, hey, I was a DM and I got demoted and it was really hard. Right. But then I worked my way back and I overcame it and now I'm here again. Right. And the story just gets better. I mean, Rocky's not a good story if he never loses. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your Rocky moment, Greg? Um, Rocky moment... Where you were bat you were struggling, had a low point, and then battled back. Um, I feel like it's been every day for me. Like the quarter I hit seventy four, man, it was I feel like every day was a battle against like just hey, should I stop? Like, should I go home early? Every day was a battle for me. You know? Why was that why was yeah. that a decision? Like to go home early? Was it a was it a, I already have enough or is already this goal is dumb? Yeah, or it like like, when do I stop, right? We was trying to be the ghost of Richard Howell because Richard Howell's record for New England was 65. 64. 64. And that was in the Vimit Solar. That was the Roots record mm -hmm. in New England. Mm -hmm. So Richard was, was No, Richard was like Greg's mentor. So it was like yes. he was determined to be his mentor. Beat it with like 10 days left in the quarter and he just kept going. The thing that Greg used to do, though, there's this... And there's, I'm sure there's other people that'll hear this that approach it similarly. Greg used to be the, the, like the rep where 
remember when we used to have like pay levels mm-hmm. for like personal accounts? Yeah. So Greg was like the one who would like hit a pay level. And even if he had 10 more installs that he could get in before the quarter ended, he would punt them all yeah. to get a head start on the right. next quarter. He was like, logically that right. makes sense. Because right. his pay basically told him to do That's that. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. But we still have franchise, all American. We still have league levels, right? Right. And I, I feel like you still did that a little bit, like a couple of years ago, where like the moment you hit, oh, yeah. you hit franchise, oh, yeah. he would just start punting everything. Yeah. You look at the quarter and it's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of 25s. There's no 29s. There's no 31s. There's no 27s. Yeah. yeah. But now, like, I feel like you don't have that like scarcity mentality anymore right. with your personal installs. You're just like, oh, wait, with 40? But there's three, there's two weeks left in the quarter right now. You could easily start punting jobs to Q3. Right. Why don't you, why don't you like do that anymore? That's a great question. You know what? My problem before, yeah, you're actually right. That was my mindset. You had like a little bit of like the scarcity mentality. Yeah. It's like you'd hit it and then you'd like, in your mind, I think you thought you were being like strategic, Mm -hmm. but it was more just like, I'm just like, dude, empty the clip, man. Right. Like. The problem was my goals before was to hit that league level. Mm. So my goal would be to either hit at 20, 25, or whatever the league level I wanted to hit. Um, so now my mindset is just to do what I know I'm capable of. Dude, that's Two it. Different things. That's it. Two that's things. it. Like, and when you talk about emptying the cl- I remember that. Like, I remember people being like, when I was selling full-time, like, why don't you hold this back to assure you'll hit it the next? And I remember being like, I don't like the way that feels. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be more sales, but then. Well, you're also like, I'm not worried about it. I'm in it. But the, yeah, the numbers are exponentially higher. Yeah. Like, if you run through the last month of the quarter, mm-hmm. the, the best way to assure league levels is always have the pipe full. Yeah. If the pipe's always full, mm-hmm. then you keep setting quarter records. But that's something I'm glad you talked about that because that's something where it's like, it's not that we're telling people to not be strategic, we're telling people, there's 30% more volume on the other side of that mindset, right? right. right? And if you say, I'm going to do right. as much as I'm capable of doing, you would never be like, we run on Strava. Do you run? No. All right. Too busy working. <laughs> get up. There's, I'm, I'm listening to your Dude, schedule. That's not right. <laughs> you need to get on Strava though. Like when you go out and knock and you can like start. Like, get them, time get them steps moving. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not like when you're running, you're like, okay, I'm going to run this 30 seconds slower than I'm capable of. So that on my next run, I can still beat it. You just run as fast as you can. And then on the next time, you either beat it or you don't. Yeah. And that mentality makes you minutes faster. Well, you know, it's way more than 30%. It, well, in your case, it, it definitely is. is. You were 30% on a Sunday. So, But it is. It's like it's almost like you know when, uh, when you're selling a customer mm-hmm. that being willing to walk, you feel like oh, I'm going to lose that one, but it probably got you five others because you're like, listen, I, my time, I'm, it's valuable and I've got to get moving to people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Walking from one gets you five or six. I'm convinced of that. Yeah, because it changes your mindset. That's right. It's like when you walk, you're just like, dude, I'm, this is my time. Not like, I'm doing you a favor. That's right. Anyway, right. That's right. And I've got to maximize the time. Yeah. You know? So back hold on, to- Hold on. Before you change the thought, uh, I was riding my Peloton the other day. And, yeah. And I, I sent my PR for the hour. Right. I don't do one hour. Five times your max. Yeah, I do 20 minutes. Yeah. So I did the hour ride and just sweating like a when you get on the Peloton, it's sick. I wish we could figure out how to do this on the one app, like because mm-hmm. right when you start, it shows your pace for like your record, yeah, for that time, right? Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. always like chasing yeah. this like thing. And anyway, 
my previous record, I knew I hadn't like, I don't do the hour ride very often. So I, yeah, I, it was just torture. I knew the record was like very beatable. And I started the ride. I was like, eh, I don't want to like chase the record. So I know how exhausting that is. Well, the problem is I'm like five minutes into the ride and I'm like, so I'm right on pace. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just, I gotta go. <laughs> so then I just started going, right? Yeah. Like I beat the record with like five minutes to spare. And I had the same thought of like, I beat it. I know I'm going to do an hour ride again soon. If I keep going at the same pace that I'm at now, beating the record is going to be super hard the next time. Mm -hmm. And so I had that like we little weak moment of like being like, yeah, I'm going to just coast, totally. coast the rest of the way in so that I can beat the record again mm -hmm. and like get that dopamine hit of like beating your record again. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, nope, I just got to go and yeah. just empty the clip because yeah. I'm like, I want to beat my best effort. Yeah. You know? Like, so I just like kept it going all the way through. And, Dude, endurance sports are so good for that. And honestly, like high level sales is it's an endurance sport. Like when you can choose how much volume you do, mm -hmm. it's you enter a different class. We call it selling for sport, right? Because yeah, yeah. selling for cash, you do at like the zero to like 15 level. Right, right, right. But once you, you get up into cash, 30, 40, you get 50. Cash, take your foot off. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. Once you get up into 30, 40, 50, you're selling to see what's possible. Right. right. right? And that's a completely different game. That's right. Yeah. When you did the record, I remember we had a convo probably like midway through Q3 of 2022. Yeah. And you told me you were going to beat 64 mm -hmm. in Q4. I did. I forgot about that. What <laughs> What was it that gave you the confidence? Was it your pipe was just becoming overwhelming? Like a pipeline was like, you're like, this is a tidal wave. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm selling... Cause he was averaging like seven to 10 welcome calls a week for like six straight months. Right. And I felt like this tidal wave was like brewing, you know, is that what, why you were just like, there's no way I'm not breaking this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, just, it was just an anger built up over the years of like me not living up to my full potential. It's like, I just have to do this. Mm. So it's been, and you know, you know, it was Richard's last quarter as a perfect time to do. <laughs> and you wanted to send a, a storied career you wanted to send them out with an L <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so great though dude because I, I really think that I'm often grateful for a job that I could put my heart into because so many people don't have that so many people have jobs where you have to fulfill a time requirement or some metric but like there's not many jobs where they're like okay cool you're here mm -hmm. let's see what you can do right go for it and then when you figure out that oh I'm just driving a vehicle and this vehicle can get me where I want to go in life. It's actually a really, I don't know. I, I, I had this theory for a long time that doing, you know, 30 installs is easier than, well, let's give it a different number to relate to what people but doing 15 installs is easier than doing six. Because right. if you're a six installer, unless you're growing and learning, like, but if you're a higher potential person, you're getting six. Think of how many losses you're taking. You're disappointing right. yourself on the hours. Yep. You're, you're You're getting more no's than yeses. Right. It's a hard life. But in order to do 15, mm -hmm. it's like you're often spending the same amount of time like actually working. It's just your time's a little bit more productive. But you get more chemical response, like positive chemical response because you get more yeses and you impress yourself more. So it's actually a happier life. It is. But with more volume and more self-actualization, right. like you don't appear before us today beat down and tired. You have energy. In fact, we're it's seven o'clock on a Tuesday. We're in the heart of Boston and we're both surprised that you're here. Yeah. You're helping a lot of people because you're speaking to thousands of people today. But 
honestly like pulling you off doors. We don't know if it happened today, you know? Yes. No, I'm beaming with that. Jed got installs going in every day. Yeah. Team is growing. We're we're number one team this week. Like it's like great life, you know. You, you talked about this anger you had building about yeah. the aluminum two potential. What yeah. what's talk to us about that and like what was just what was the feeling? It sucks, man. Like I gave my life to this. You know, when I've been knocking doors since I was why do you feel like you were living up to your potential? Like what like why what caused you to feel that way? I seen people who started at the same time as me doing better things than me. And I'm like, hey, why not me? You know? Um, and what pisses me off is I was I was always like a mid tier rep, you know what I mean? Like top five, not good enough to be really mentioned, but just kind of there. And that wasn't good enough for me. I'm like, I got to go all in. I got to take this to the next level and I got to be number one. I feel like that was, I feel like that's what I deserved. And that goes back to what you were saying, you know, feeling like you deserve it. Yeah. Cause you put in the work. Exactly. We had a combo. I don't remember what year it was, probably 2015 or 16. It was before you were a DM and you were like, what I got to do to become a DM, whatever. I'm like, dude, you're like, you're getting beat by like half the team. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not just like one of those things where just cause you say you want it you get it like you have to make the decision for us right you know by like being a clear-cut choice mm -hmm. right um and i feel like that's something that you have really like kind of like taken that challenge mm -hmm. do you feel that way i do i do i'm way more competitive now than i was back then you know I'm I'm in I'm all in all these competitions where I wasn't before. I feel like your belief, your self belief, has changed totally. Totally. What 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 causes that to grow? Easy. It's just a higher um, level of self confidence. And how do you get that? Great question. The way that you get self confidence is by having the actual results. So by me hitting the records, you know, hitting franchise every quarter, hitting six star. That's like real confidence. Yeah. You can't fake that. So when I'm out there, like I'm closing deals every single day, you know, I'm averaging five, six BCs a week, you know, like 80, 90% conversion ratio. And I feel like it's just momentum that just keeps riding because of my confidence. Yeah. Confidence is a collection of personal victories, yes. right? And if you're constantly losing, you can't have confidence. Exactly. Then you get arrogance and it's annoying. Right. right. But if it's, if it's founded on, if you're, Brain and body and ex like whole life experience knows like when you say I wake up at five. Yes. If you don't wake up at five, it's going to hit Adam and I and the listeners differently. If you're like every day I get up at five, if we're like, mm, nope, right. but it's like, no, I get up at five, I get up at five, gotten up at five every, every day for two years. Mm -hmm. It sounds confident, right. right? Like if you're like, yeah, every day I spend this much time on doors, you're, it's almost like body universe, check, check. Here's the results. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to bed at night. I'm in bed. I'm so religious about my sleep. I feel like sleep is so critical. I'm in bed at like nine, ten o'clock. A late night is like a lot. You see, so like after. Rich's event I was gonna say, what time did you go to bed last I night? Did you dragon? <laughs> like a hundred on the way home. I feel like he hit us with a little Irish exit too. Like none of us. Yeah, it's an art, dude. It's an art. Yeah. The number one thing that was on my mind is, hey, I have to be in bed sleeping by 1030 because I got to run a show tomorrow for the meeting. Uh, so so we, we skipped the part after the meeting. So what time is your meeting done? And then what's your schedule of getting out to doors and how do you work like a knocking day? So I'm usually out of the meeting at like one o'clock, something like that. You know, I might have lunch with a couple of reps and then I'm on the doors from about two. Uh, Hold on. Greg's notoriously 
uh, famous for his eating, yes. by the way. What we got? He'll, what's the eating <laughs> process? He'll eat like two Chipotle burritos. Oh, you're a big eater. I am a big eater. Wow. And then you could go work off that with all that Only cooking on and dinner. And so on meeting days, I'll eat a lunch because I feel like it's just a lot of hours in the meeting. It's like six, seven hours, I feel like, because I'm up at five. Mm-hmm. So I'm already burning a lot of calories. By the time I'm done with the meeting, I'll eat something light. Um, light is a big meal, but very low carbs. He's like, I'll tell you what, I hit the spot, four burritos. So you don't, <laughs> you don't do four burritos. You don't do carbs. Because uh, it'll make you sleepy. That's yes. what I was saying, dude. Like, no, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. So what do you got to eat? So a salad with a bunch of meat. That's like the main thing. Um, and then on the doors, meeting days, I'm on the doors from like 2 to 6. Nothing crazy. I like to be home right around 7, 8, spend some time with my daughter. And I can cut my days slightly shorter, you know, 1 to 2 hours shorter because I'm 7 days a week. It's not that much. So you make up the you make up the seven to nine p.m. time slot by putting in five hours on Sunday. Yes, got it. No, I don't put in five hours on Sunday. I put in um, nine. I'm usually at my first start at nine, and I'm out at like six seven. And so that's your burn. You're at the nine a.m. Dude, I don't have a meal. I I just take one piss break, like from <laughs> nine to seven. I'm I'm crazy on Sundays. What's your Saturday like? Uh, Saturday after the call, I'm usually... You do a call every Saturday? So like, no, the... the I need to do a call every Saturday. So after... Old school, I like it. You're keeping it working. Dude, it's... We're we're 12 years in. And I always, I always ran a Saturday call. I I ran a Saturday call, uh, in 2012. I remember. That's where I got the idea for it. It's been going for 12 years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's cameras on, in uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see it. Yeah. In your area. Yeah. So Saturday, yeah, like a nine to five. Okay. And then Sunday, two more, two more hours. That. No, your wife, Dasha, mm-hmm. she's a lovely woman. Yep. Uh, when you when does Dasha get date night? Uh, great question. It's every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. Okay. Date night. The thing I love about Greg and Dasha Ty is you look at Greg. He's wearing. Some Air Max, uh, Nikes. He probably got those jeans at like Old Navy. <laughs> he's wearing a T-shirt that you just ordered off Amazon. You know, he's so like, how do you know? It's like ten bucks. His entire outfit is under a hundred bucks. Got solar hoodie from Twin Soy. Yeah, twenty seventeen <laughs> solar hoodie. He keeps it pressed, in good shape at home. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, outside. He drives his Subaru. Uh, do you have your BMW? No, I got rid. Get rid of it. Yeah. So, Greg is the true definition of like the millionaire next door. Like you would never know that this guy is worth a lot of money, and and he is an absolute miser with his money. Now Dasha will roll onto a uh, the leak trip or like whatever with like a five thousand dollars. So let him know, like a Louis bag. <laughs> and I'm like, how is she talking Greg into these bags? Like knowing Greg and. Greg's the guy, like, when I take the team out to lunch, like, he orders extra when he knows I'm buying. Yeah, yeah. Because he, like, gets a little extra. So I'm like, how is, guacamole. I'm like, how is Dasha getting him, like, to buy these, like, $5,000 bags and stuff? But I'm starting, like, after hearing his schedule or whatever, I'm starting to get the vibe that uh, there's a little bit of, like, you know, paying off uh, to make sure you can go work the way you want to work and she gets what she wants. You know, it's like, 
Right. Is it a, there's a, a, a mutual understanding of what both your goals are here kind of thing. Like I said, balance is created. So do you guys talk about it? Like, do you get her like, you're like, Hey honey, here's the goal. Here's our, here's my goal. I want to make sure you're right. on board with it. Mm -hmm. She's like in her accent, Greg. Yes. Like, yeah. do the work. Like, what does she say? Greg, like, right. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm telling her I need time to like go out there and hit my goals. Yep. And what's allowing her to allow me to still do it is she sees the results. Yeah. You yeah. see, you're not just like blowing hot air, saying, here's the goal, that you're never home, and then she's not seeing the results. Right. Honestly, it is critical, by the yes. way. Like, I see a lot of people that ask um, the question of how do you get your wife on board? People always say those words, like, how do you get your wife on board? How do you get your wife on board? Right. Well, you can get customers on board, but getting your wife on, I don't think you do. Like, I think. You have to build that together. You can't sell her because life's too hard and it's right. every day. Mm -hmm. it, it wears off after a couple quarters. So if you're like, if any of you guys are listening, you're like, how do I get Melanie? That would be the proverbial Melanie. She's got to believe in what you're doing. And if you got to build it together. If you're not getting the results, then she will believe you. That's right. right. Yeah, but I think it doesn't, I mean, to me it takes sitting, like I think of my own life where it's like, well, you sit down together and you talk about what's important in life and you talk about a mutual goal and then you work it through and then you leave with a schedule. But it's not like all of a sudden you just leave working seven hours a day and you're like, get with the program, babe. Like no. that doesn't work, right? You, in order to produce like that, you need a functioning system behind you. And what doesn't work is getting home late or working all day Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and not getting results because she's right. like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like you have to get the results. Right. What, what, um, I want, Greg, I want to switch gears a little bit from work because Greg has one of my favorite uh, meetings of his wife stories that I want you guys to hear. It's so good. I actually got it in. Uh, so I got it in Tahiti. It is good. So good. Yeah. And Greg, like, like for those of you guys listening, like Greg has this very quiet, like cool demeanor. And I was thinking about this. I actually was. I was telling someone about this like maybe a couple weeks ago. And. Uh, I think it was like Jeff Gallivan or something. I don't remember. And I said, you know what's funny? I'm like, if you took, say, our top 50 sales guys mm -hmm. and you had never met any of these people and you took a stranger and you were like, I want you to arrange these 50 people <laughs> who you think the best yeah. to sell <laughs> from one to 50. Yeah. And I'm like, where do you think? Best to work? the worst salesman or most, the highest producing. Highest highest producing. Yeah. Like the best, like right. the highest per performing. Yeah. Labels productive. Yeah. So the, yeah. From best worth, where do you think Greg would fit in? And I'm like, he's he's like a small little guy, diminutive. He's quiet. He's just like this, like he's hard to get to know. Like he's just like this very quiet, like non-traditional sales person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think a stranger would probably put him in like the probably the bottom ten, just because they right. don't know. Like he doesn't have that like vibe. And I'm like, but it's actually what makes him so good because he just is so unassuming, but he's so smart and so competent and this killer work ethic, right? And it's like, people just don't see it coming. And when he knocks on their door, it's like, they don't realize who they're talking to. Right. Flipping just shark. You know, they're just, yeah. oh, who's this cute little guy? You know, on our door, you know? I'm trying to think of a way we can decide, like maybe on the next league trip, we can grab like the newest wife to the company. And be, yeah. Hey, have her line this. Way. I got 25 way to line up. That would be, <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be fun. That would be fun. So anyway, uh, having said that, you know, when I met you, you were single. And uh, by the way, I didn't even know one, like Greg didn't even tell us he had a girlfriend. The next thing you know, he's married and has kids. You know, we're like, it's happening. 
very private. He's like, you got to be efficient, man. He's yeah. very cynical. Yeah. You know, he probably met her on a Sunday out in Arkansas. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, Greg's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. And we're like, are you sure you have a girlfriend, dude? Like, you've been telling us you have a girlfriend like a year. And he's like, no, I do. He's like, you'll meet her someday. So how did you and Dasha meet? Um, so my past life, um, I was basically, well, I still am like an introvert. So all through high school, I was just a gamer. Like I, I actually didn't graduate high school. They had to mail me my diploma because I was in summer school. And, um, and the reason why I did so bad in school is because I was a gamer. Like I'd, I were just class. addicted to gaming. I didn't get, what was your game? What was your game of choice? Oh, so the real kind. Took you're not you're not playing like Halo. You're literally in the you're in the like you're in, you're in the Nether world. I was in the Nether world. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, you gotta be careful with that Apple that new Apple product coming out, dude. It's gonna suck you back into old ways. When Greg gets when Greg gets Letterman to like Q4, we're gonna be like, just <laughs> give me the goggles. <laughs> Those are three hundred thousand Clark goggles. <laughs> All right, so you're, 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 you're gaming. I'm a gamer for life. Yeah, I was. Um, but yeah, so I met her playing like um, an iOS game on the iPad because the person I was before, I would just work on Saturdays and just game six days a week. That's what you was. You were only just... Just Saturday. Your yes. work Saturdays, that's it. That's you it. were just gaming. And what game were you playing? What a drastically different life. Yeah, like this was like back in 2012, 2013. Yeah, okay. that's who I was one day a week selling cable, making, you know, 60K a year. Yeah, so Comcast. So Comcast, yeah. Um, yeah, I was playing this game called Game of War. Uh, All your Game of War buddies are like, Penn lives the dream. Works yeah. works six hours a week. And they talk <laughs> about it. They talk about him reverently. Yeah. Game of War. Here's him. Game of War chat. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I was like, I was basically like the king of the realm. <laughs> we had a lot of time. So Where you put your towel? What was your username? Like, what was your handle? Uh, it was Boston X. Boston X. Hey, hey uh, suffice it to say that where you spend your time, you have success. <laughs> so I was the king of the round. This this was basically a game where you would, you know, battle against other factions and stuff like that. Okay. And there was a Russian faction. And they were just always annoying. They would also, like, they would always, like, burn our villages and stuff. Oh, yeah. freaking burning the village. Come back from work and see yeah. how your village is burned. Dude, nothing grinds my gears like what someone <laughs> burns my village. You know what I mean? Here I am working in the real world and you're burning down my fake world effort. And, yeah, yeah. So, and my wife was like a trans, well, my wife now, but she was a translator for the Russians. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was speaking to her to negotiate, like, terms of peace with the Russians. <laughs> Um, How do you say don't burn my milk? What, what was her handle? What was her handle? Uh, Cat Cheshire. Cat Cheshire. Yes. Got it. Okay. So, so you were just like, I don't know who this woman is, but I love her accent. She could speak English. And you're translating yep. to an actual Russian faction. Yes. Did it speak any English? Does she, make, does she make money as a translator? Was your, only, your only access to... This faction. Yes. Get up to stop burning down Sam Village. <laughs> yes, yes. Got it. You got it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, she was paid to do this? Uh, no, it's just like... That was her role? Accumulating diamonds or something. Got it. Yeah, some sort of uh, status or skins or some sort of currency. All right. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I basically asked for like, hey, what's what's your... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. How long did this go on for? Um, couple months. 
say. So you guys have been running family goals for a long time. At what point were you engaging in the thing just because you started to like really enjoy talking to Cat Cheshire? It, just for the hell of it, you didn't even really care about the villages anymore. You were just like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to just banter with yeah. this girl who is super fun to banter with right. online. Yeah, like, like what was there a turning point where that started happening? It's like maybe she's some like hot wrestling chick. Yeah, <laughs> in your mind, you're just a bad snake, and you're like the odds, the odds aren't there, but I feel a certain way. Okay. But you told me that she was like very like ruthless with the negotiations and stuff, right? Like you respected her intellect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was ruthless, um, but you know she was fun to talk to, and I wanted to like I wanted to basically talk to her offline and just kind of get her to know her. Yeah, and um, we achieved that FaceTime. Fast forward the story, we decided to like meet up in Sardinia. It's like crazy, you know, guys. It is not held. Okay, hold. So, I hate like losing all the details. So, yeah, yeah. you're doing the thing. Yeah, I start talking. What was the move? What was? When did you? Because you had to like risk it all to get her to come offline. Yeah, because if this date goes bad, your village is cooked. Yeah, right. Yeah, you had to risk it all. Be like, hey, so you want to take this awful thing? <laughs> like, what did you say? Um, I've. So we were just exchanging pictures back and forth, oh, okay. and uh, and we decided to FaceTime. And I was like, "Okay, she's not a catfish." Like, yeah, yeah, she's really she's a hot Russian. Russian. She's she's a, she's a, she's Russian. Russian. You did the word. She is in fact a hot Russian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so you said you meet me in Sardinia at Sundown. Let's meet. Why Sardinia? Um, because she's from Russia. Where's Sardinia? Sardinia is a small island. Well, it's a, actually a big island off the coast of Italy. It's part of Italy. Oh, okay. Um. And the reason why we chose Italy is because Russia's not back. Even back then, they weren't friendly with a lot of countries. Oh, and it was easy to get like she needed to be able to get out in other countries. So she was living in Russia. Yes, you're living in yeah Boston, my mom's house. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> we need a movie. In her mind, the hot Russian girl. She's like, I'm talking to an American stud. Yeah. And then the reality is she's dragging his mom's oh, basement. Meatloaf. Just like, <laughs> imagine like Cartman from South Park when he plays <laughs> Roland Oregon. It's like mom's bringing me this food. Okay. And your right. mom's just so proud of your gaming, I'm sure. Right. So, <laughs> you're, so you're going to Sardinia to meet the negotiator. Yeah. All right. So... And then you guys were FaceTime regularly. She realizes you're not like a goofball. Right, right. All right. And her mom let her go, which is crazy, you know. And her mom let her go. Was she living at home too? Yeah, she was living at home too. Is it is it awkward for the first little bit, or is it just like comfortable immediately? Yeah. So you guys meet. Where did you meet? Like where? Uh, in a hotel. <laughs> in a, like a hotel lobby somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you guys stay at the same hotel? Yeah. Oh, actually, no. She was in a different hotel. Different hotel. Yeah. Now, is her family, like, very traditional? Like, there will be no, like, sleeping together before marriage, like, no. any of that kind of stuff? No. She's just, like, chill. Yeah. So, uh, you guys meet in the hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. You get drinks. Right. And then you're just, like, chatting away. Yep. So, the first thing you did, you were like, I'm still pissed at you for the for the, for the the village. They tell it. <laughs> like, how did, was that the opener? Meanwhile, you guys are in Sardinia, but, and the and the clans are just getting the clans are leveled. Just, <laughs> just I mean, the clans are just like 
It's a shambles. We were still playing. You know, most people go back to the hotel room. Greg and Dodge were just like set up facing each other. You already knew. Oh, that's right. amazing. That's... How long did you, so you were long distance then for how long? Not long because after, you know, we left Sardinia, um, we decided to meet up again. Um, this time she actually got a tourist visa, which is crazy. It's not easy to get a tourist visa from Russia to America. Yeah. Um, somehow she got approved. Um, she flew to Boston and like, we, we, you know, caught feelings. We're like, Hey, um, let's just stay and we decided it was it was like, like quick decisions yeah yeah quick decision no i mean it's so funny because you're so like logical and then you're like hey man get that heart rubbed up and let's just do this let's just let it let it go yeah it's so funny isn't it it's like everything greg does is like calculated and he just had this one falls in love with someone <laughs> on a just yeah. flame goes so all out the window and just throw it all out the window and he just like locked it down so she stayed from that day uh, yeah. She yeah. had to go back ever? She stayed with me in my mom's room. Like, uh, oh, I had a separate room. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were in that room, Section 8 housing. Like, I know she wasn't with me for my money because I didn't have any. I can tell you that. Was she, uh, were you nervous about bringing her back to mom's? I was. Section 8 yeah. housing in Boston? <laughs> Just yeah. like For her, she didn't, like, know it was Section 8 housing. Oh, yeah. She doesn't know what Section 8 is. She had no idea that until, like, well, years later. <laughs> so, what's her family like back home? Is Do they cut? Do they have money? Do they, are they just, like, middle class? Lower? Uh, like Lower. Okay. Lower. So, there. So, it worked out because she was, like, this feels like where I'm from. Right. Kind of thing. Got it. Yeah. How does she afford to get to Sardinia? Um, saved up all her money. She spent all her money. So, you guys were just, like. All of those, all I, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So how long from Sardinia to wedding? Um, Like six months. And then she can stay. Cause just, when did you even get married? Like when did like 2015, something like that. And did you tell anyone? Like. Because no. we did our wedding like at the town. Because so, like one day Greg's just like, yeah, I'm, he's like. How he, I think, told me he was married. He was like, "Yeah, I'll bring my, I'll bring my wife to the event." I'm like, "Your wife? <laughs> like, I didn't even know you were dating anyone, dude. Like, what are you talking about? You know?" Oh, so, uh, so you just town hall. Yeah, town hall. Mm-hmm. All right. So, at some point, are we gonna do like a renewing of the vows and do like a big, a big thing, or like a? I mean, you're kind of just like low key. So, not on a Sunday. Maybe if it's on a Monday, maybe. Maybe Monday. Right. You have to well, pair it up with date. Oh, Don Gomez did like town hall too. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So you're not in Section 8 housing anymore? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, but this is the this is the thing. So here here's something I do want to kind of finish with. We're about out of time. Um, Greg, the thing that I think Greg is universally respected about from everyone that works with him in New England, especially the other leaders, is he's very financially uh, like sound. And, um, so can you talk about, I don't, I'm not asking you to do this to brag, but more so just to share your approach to building wealth, because like you see a lot of guys, they start making money, they buy the nice cars, they buy the flashy house, they buy the watch, like all the stuff. And I think you've had like one or two little moments of indulgence where like you bought the BMW, but they got rid of it. Yeah, that's me. And he's like, he's like 800 bucks a month. Yeah, like he got rid of it. 
So, um, so one, um, how many properties do you fairly own? About seven. Seven properties, seven doors total or seven. So here's the thing. They're basically all in Boston, city of Boston. Okay. So it's not a lot of doors, but. But they're valuable. Oh, they're valuable. They're expensive. Anything in Boston is super expensive. Seven figures. Yes, everyone's a million plus, and then um, and you rent all those out. Yep. Do you section eight those or? Do you well, do I only do section eight. Okay, so you only do section eight. Yeah, guaranteed rad. Guaranteed rad. Got it. To worry about anything. What do you do with the rest of your money? I know you invest a lot on your own. Like I like we've talked with Greg about, you know, going down some different investments, whatever. He's always like, I just do my own thing. So what? And I know you used to be big on crypto. Are you still doing a lot of crypto? Uh, right now I'm just hoarding cash. Okay. Um, my number one philosophy is that I love to buy houses in Boston. Um, I just, I just love the city. Yeah. I love the city. You know, um, I basically moved to the city from Atlantic city when I was 12 years old. I fell in love with it. The city changed my life. Uh, so I just want to own as many doors as I can in the city. Got it. So full. So you grew up in Atlantic city. Yeah. I grew up in Atlantic city. Where were you born again? Uh, I was born there. Yep. Born there, and your where's your heritage from? Uh, my mom is from Haiti, and my dad is like Italian Jewish. So I see, and then they immigrated into the states, right? To while well, they were married, or um, I I'd have never met my father really. Never met your dad. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up with your mom. Mm -hmm. When did she immigrate to the states? Ah, uh, like eighty five, something like that. Okay, yeah. So you were young. Were mm -hmm. you? Well, you were born here. I was born here. But dark. So you were born in Atlantic City, moved here when you're twelve. Right. And then Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I love the city. My my investment strategy now is just hoard cash on the market, you know. Goes down a little bit while houses are more affordable, just get more properties. I I do have crypto. Did you lose money crypto? Would it like kind of fell apart? No, I'm actually way up because my philosophy is I don't day trade like crypto. I just keep it. Um, I've been my You're a long term believer. Long term. Like you were you know, remind me in twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> type of that. Uh and Greg also he's built machines that mine crypto mm -hmm. coins, built some of his own. Right. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're a unique it's crazy, man. I mean, this gamer you went from gamer, it's like it's like the story of like Maximus. It's like limitless. Gladiator, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you from gamer to top sales guy to building computers? What are some of your uh, What are some of your goals for the immediate future regarding like uh, income and sales? Um, income. I feel like I'm. I have. I don't care about income. I'm already financially set. I'm looking for more of like the records. You know, hitting. My next thing is I want to do a hundred and a quarter. I feel like I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Be so good to show people that it's possible. Yeah. Our systems are going. I mean, they're already. I don't know if you saw the data from the other day, but mm -hmm. we go through these ebbs and flows, and we've we we're on to a new chapter of efficiency for our size. Right. right? Sunrun always breaks the systems first because of our size. There's no one that's comparable in size, mm -hmm. and so what happens is we get to a new level, mm -hmm. and then you know it's like a house. It's like okay, we live in this little house, and then you have kids, and it breaks. And you got to get more house, right? And so it's like. We figured out now the efficiency. We're also figuring out the products. We're figuring out the tech. And I think it's going to become really possible if somebody has the drive is still, I mean, yes. Im almost impossibly hard. But I do think the environment is right. Yeah. You know, we're hiring crews. We have the capacity yeah. for sure. That's sick.
Greg, appreciate you, man. And this has been fun. I hope uh, everyone that listens is going to really benefit from just hearing your philosophy on the job and your approach to it. And I think that the takeaway I have is you, you've approached this job with a different intensity the last couple of years, and it's really shown in the results. And it's been, you know, as someone that you get to work closely with you, it's been an honor to like watch you blossom into this person that you've become. And I've seen like all the, like the roller coaster of this ride that you've been on with, you know, your career and in like ascending to these new heights and, you know, like, and you see this with some of your reps, like mm-hmm. when you're in a leadership role, like I, there's people I meet and you're always like, this person has so much potential. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there's times where like, I believe in people more than they like even believe in themselves. You're one of those people that I remember thinking how much potential you had. And now you're like, you, you're reaching the potential. Like you're the person who it's like, and he's got so much potential, Mike. And now you're just doing it. Like you're yeah. doing the potential and it's so cool to watch, dude. And it's I'm like, I'm really proud of you. And, um, you know, I, I, I think you, I hope you're really proud of yourself because it's a, uh, it's something you've been, I mean, the, the accomplishments are incredible, but just like this change in your life has been truly amazing. So inspiring. So, um, with that, any last words for us? No, I appreciate it. This has been fun. So, you're the man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. If you're listening to this and interested in joining our teams, DM us on Instagram at RunTheLeague. What are you waiting for? Run the league, shoot us a DM, and let's get going.